Welcome to Growing Faith, a Basin City project of connecting to one another through personal history. Located in a small farming community in eastern Washington, we aren't just growing crops, we're growing faith. Every person has a unique story. Listen in as we share, connect, and learn from one another. I'm Traeger Hawkins. I'm Stetson Hawkins. I'm Keaton Hawkins. And today we have our grandpa, Bart Hawkins. How did your family end up in in the Basin City area, and how has living in the Basin City area affected your life? We ended up in Basin City in March of 1982. And the way that happened was... Your grandma, Susan, her dad, moved to Basin City, Washington in 1981. And grandma and I got married in March of 1982, and we moved to Basin City because we had a job to work for grandpa. And I only answered the first part of that question, right? That's how we got to Basin City. Funny. How has living in the Basin City area affected your life? That was the second question. Thank you. Well, it's affected my life totally and completely. (laughs) Um, All for the good, I might add. Uh, We have loved living in Basin City. It's a beautiful place to live. It's a fun place to live. It's a place where we could work hard and play hard and completely enjoy the beautiful world that God has created and see it grow and die and grow and die and flourish. And and we see the cycle of life over and over and over again. And it's been a place where we have room uh, to enjoy and do things by ourselves if we want, or with other people if we want, but we certainly do not feel crowded. And I've never been one to enjoy being crowded, so I really like it. It's given me a place to live and grow and spread my wings and fly. Can you share something about something about where you grew up as a kid? Oh, sure. I was born in California. Um, it was a it was a fun, a nice place. I grew up with um, my mother. My mother's parents lived there, as well as two of her sisters. And so I grew up <clears throat> with one set of grandparents and with lots of cousins, and we had a lot of fun uh, together. We would gather fairly frequently. Um, at parks or at um, one of our homes. And <clears throat> I really liked those times. We had a lot of fun together. I lived in a place that was good for riding bikes. I lived in a place where we were fairly close to a high school and to parks, and we would frequently go on family bike rides. Uh, and we would play things like tennis. And it was just. Uh, We were fairly close to the elementary school. I would go to the elementary school 
in addition to school, we would go there to play things like football. Um, it was a great place to grow up. I had a lot of fun. What are some of your favorite hobbies? Oh, boy. <clears throat> my hobbies have changed, for sure. Okay. Some of my favorite ones, um, from the time I was little, my hobbies almost always <clears throat> revolved around a ball. Uh, whether that was a football or a basketball or a baseball or a tennis ball, something that we would play that had a ball. I've also nice. had hobbies of motorcycles for sure. Okay. Motorcycle is the very first purchase that I ever made as a young boy, and I've had motorcycles my whole life, starting with that one to where I have lots of them. And I've yeah. always really enjoyed that. Um, so sports and motorcycles, I would have to say, would would be what my hobbies have been. And now my hobbies are kids and grandkids. <laughs> Where did you serve your mission and how has serving a mission impacted your life? Mm, good question, Stutz. I was called to serve in the Pennsylvania Harris, or the, yeah, it was the Pennsylvania Harrisburg mission. I got my mission call in the fall of 1978. I entered the Missionary Training Center in Provo, Utah on January 4th, 1979. Spent a few weeks in the in the MTC in Provo, and then <clears throat> uh, went to Pennsylvania. Served there until I actually got home back in Utah, is where I lived at that time. I got home on January third, nineteen eighty one. So by my calculation, that was exactly precisely two years. But <sighs> serving that mission. Did you ask how it has impacted my life? Was that the question? Yeah. It's impacted my life greatly. I learned things there that have been extremely beneficial to me. When I got to Pennsylvania, it was what? late January, early February, and was sent to the very, the very farthest area away from from the mission office, the mission home. It was up in the mountains of Pennsylvania. It was coal country, very sporadic. There, there were not a lot of people there. Uh, the snow was deep. We were in a little branch, and we proselyted. Uh, we we left our, apart, uh, our apartment at 9 a.m. <clears throat> we had a member take us out. We didn't have bikes. It was way too far to walk, and we didn't have a car. But well, we had a good member man that would take us out, and he would drop us off, and then we would track, or we would walk, and knock on every home that we came to, which weren't a lot, until 5 p.m. He would pick us up at 5, he would bring us back to our apartment in town, we'd have dinner, and then we would go back out at 6, and we would proselyte till 9 or 9.30. It was a little teeny town. It was hard. I have never... I have never been so tired in, in my entire life up to that point. 
and I was cold. I just froze oh. every day. And frankly, it was very miserable. I thought to myself, I'm going to do this for two years. And it was, it was pretty tough. At that point, I was, I was still being trained. So I got up at five because we had to memorize a bunch of scriptures and we had to memorize our lesson plan. And my companion had the responsibility of doing all the cooking because I spent every last minute of my day either out tracting or proselyting or, or studying. And I was so completely exhausted. I remember this really well. I just, as soon as I hit the bed, I was out, and it seemed like about 30 seconds later, that darn alarm would ring. And I, oh, no, I got to get up and do this again today. So it was really hard. Very, very, very difficult. But then spring came, the snow melted, we bought bicycles. We actually found some people that we could teach the gospel, and that's why you're there as a missionary. It felt like all I was out there to do was freeze to death and knock on doors every mile or so. So we really didn't accomplish a lot, it didn't feel, except for felt like misery to me. But... As I said, spring came, uh, we taught a lady, and she actually accepted the gospel of Jesus Christ and exercised faith, and she was baptized. That was pretty fun, cool experience for me. And then it just went on and got better and better and better. Uh, I was transferred to a different place that had more people. That was more fun because we got to teach more. And... My mission just became more and more enjoyable. I learned more what I was doing. My testimony grew to where I appreciated and understood the gospel of Jesus Christ better and the impact that it could have on on all people. But it started to have an impact on me, and time went faster and faster and faster, and soon it no longer became... Oh, can't believe I've got to do this for two years to this is really fun and this was really great and I enjoyed it and lickety split before I knew it it was January 3rd of 1981 and I came home nice how have you increased your faith in Jesus Christ throughout your life and how has it helped you I have increased my faith in Jesus Christ by trying to exercise a little faith, by trying to trust in Jesus, in what he's taught us, in his gospel. And it has absolutely increased because every time I try to do that, it worked. And so I soon learned, hey, this is real. Um, You try to live like Jesus taught us to live, and it blesses your life. It, well, first of all, it not only solves a lot of problems, it saves a lot of problems. It makes your life easier. You You don't have as many difficult problems as those who, don't understand or don't know that, don't live their life that way have. 
And so it's just, it's been a continual growth um, of, as I exercise faith, I find that that faith is rewarded with the promised blessings. And so it's easy for my faith to grow stronger and stronger because I see that it works. I see that it's real. As your grandkids, what advice do you have for us in living a christ Center's life? Put and keep a smile on your face. <laughs> and listen to and follow the instructions you get from your mother and your father, from the things that you learn in primary and in church, and from each other, and be grateful. Be grateful you live where you live and who you live with, and be thankful to Heavenly Father that he's given you the opportunity to come to earth, and to come to earth in a family where you have a mom and a dad, and you have food to eat, and you have all the blessings that you have. And all those blessings come from Heavenly Father. And trying to live the gospel of Jesus Christ is the very, very best way to have a happy and successful and wonderful life. And so... That's my advice. Be grateful for the things that you learn from the people that teach you and try your very best to do it. It's a marvelous blessing to be alive and to live on this earth and to have the gospel of Jesus Christ to teach us how we should live. It makes life great. Thank you. Yep. (laughs) Well, you're welcome. Thank you, guys. It's fun. (laughs) 